Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode where I talk with Nicole Dahl. You can find her information in the show notes. And she actually was a student of my Reiki class just over a year ago. She took our class last year on January 11th, 2020. And she talks about her awakening journey, what unfolded into one of the most beautiful years of her life, 2020, and where she is now versus where she was just a couple years ago. I cannot wait for you to hear all of this. only Nicole Dahl (laughs) and I'm so excited to have her here she moved to Vegas and so I hardly ever see her anymore and so I'm excited to have this conversation and let's just start with telling everybody a little bit about you Nicole um okay I guess like real quick bio I live in Vegas (laughs) um I climb that's like all I only I don't do very much anymore like I I trade um, like I day trade stocks. That's all I do. <laughs> and then I climb. And then I have like all this free time. So I do a lot of... Like rock climbing. Yeah. That's awesome. So and then I guess on my free time, I read a lot lately actually. Learning mm-hmm. and like energy work, I guess. Yeah. Really? <laughs> it's nice. I have a lot of free time. Like, Enhance <laughs> my <me>. skills. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what got you into this energy world? Where, where were you? Where did your, like, awakening journey start? This is going to sound so goofy, and, like, I'm sure it goes back so much farther than this, but I feel like the real tangible, like, this is where I started to get serious about it, was, like, right out of high school when I started watching this new Star Wars movie. <laughs> I know you don't like Star Wars. No, well, I'm watching The Mandalorian right now. I, that's oh, what really? I was watching right before I got... Um, Sean drove me to work. Was We were watching The Mandalorian. Well, are, don't you really like Star Trek? Uh, no, I've never seen Star Trek. Okay, the newest. Well, yes, I have. I've seen the newest one. But I have, I'm not very, like, I couldn't give you all the details yeah. about it. So I'm not, like, super into it, but, like, I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, then I don't know who it was, but I feel like one of the Reiki classes, we were talking about Star Wars, and somebody was like, no way, I don't like Star Wars, I'm here for Star <laughs> Trek, and I don't know why I thought it was you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I mean, I feel like when I was a kid, like, everything was magical. And then... Life became, like, so real so early, and I kind of shut everything down. And kind of like how I was just telling you, like, intimacy is kind of, like, the big thing mm-hmm. that I was... I saw how intimacy was a weak, weak spot for people and, like, how it could derail everything in people's lives. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that, and I just, like, shut it off. And then with that came, like... And all the bad that came, it was kind of you know, like, oh, there can't be anything, and this is so pointless, and there's just, like, this earth and and space or whatever, and, like, none of it makes any sense. And, like, I did go through such a heavy stage of depression, and, like, uh, moving here was actually, like, me just trying to, like, get the fuck away from where I was and what I was doing, like, try to find some ground and, like, get, crawl, like, claw my way out of the depression I was feeling. And 
around the same time as when like the new Star Wars movies were coming out. And I hadn't watched Star Wars since I was young, and uh, like obviously probably have a way different interpretation of it now than I did as a kid. <laughs> but I was watching them, and I just could not get over like the Force and what the Force was, and how deeply I resonated with the Force and the way that Star Wars depicts the Force and like mm-hmm. explains the Force right. and everything. Right. And from there, it was very like little it was like I believed in things or I started letting myself be open to things but I still was very like rational mm-hmm. and then I met Jerry which is how <laughs> I met you yes <laughs> I love her and I remember like the first time I came in and saw you and it just like felt so like your space is so balanced and so <laughs> right and I was like oh like I just want this all the time right and yeah, and just knowing you, I met you, and then you like opened everything up for me. I love that. Oh my gosh, but that's like the best thing to hear. It, it's interesting because I I remember that first day that you were laying on my table, and I'm like, this girl has some big energy. Like, <laughs> I can tell that she's open to this. And I remember starting our conversation about energy, and it just like blossomed from there. And then you took the rape class, and everything opened up even more from there. What was your experience with the Reiki class? Um, I remember being like super nervous mm-hmm. because one, it was like a bunch of brand new people mm-hmm. and I used to get really nervous meeting people. And then um, it was like a group of introverts being extroverted yeah. together. <laughs> <laughs> it got comfortable because everybody was like, you know, it, we were cool. all in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting for like why I love the Reiki classes so much is I'm very introverted. I have a hard time in new groups. I have a hard time with new people. I have a hard time making conversation about things that, like having, what's the word? Uh, like just having like conversation. I, I struggle with that. Like I want to talk about the galaxy. I want to talk about energy. Oh yeah, but you I don't want, want to talk- come off too intense. Yes. That's the very beginning. Yes. <laughs> like who's this fucking weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> How do I talk to these normal humans? <laughs> Literally, and so like I have a hard small talk. I have a really hard time with small talk. I'm like, let's talk about trauma. Let's talk about what makes you do what you do. Yeah. I want to know who you are, like at a core. And so I have a really hard time talking with people that aren't as intense as me. Yeah. And so uh, what I really like about the Reiki class is I feel like everybody there is ready for change, is ready for growth, is ready for. They're open to energy, obviously. And what's interesting is a lot of people that take the class, they don't so much know what Reiki... There's so many people that take the Reiki class and don't really know what Reiki is, uh, but they are attracted to the energy of it. They're attracted to, oh, I want to know more about this. I I really have no idea what it is, but I want to. And so it's really interesting to see how these groups of people come together and they all mesh together. So Rochelle and I do 12 different classes a year, and every class comes together with the perfect personality types yeah. and the perfect people to balance each other. It's insane. I mean, I feel like the people in that class ended up being, like, my closest friends for 20, of 2020. Which like, is amazing. Yeah. It was... I mean, I remember... I mean, so, like, that's funny that you say that this girl has such a big energy. Because I feel like I've always been, like... I've had a big personality. And even though I was so closed off and introverted for a long time, like, as soon as you got near me or got to know me or whatever like it became obvious that like I have a lot (laughs) I have a lot like I'm just really like big and aggressive in how I do everything Mm -hmm. but I never related that to energy it was kind of just like this this is like 
I feel like I knew the basics of energy, but I wasn't applying them in like a, oh, this is me using energy. It was kind of just like, mm -hmm. this is what works like naturally with humans, and like, this mm -hmm. is how I can keep people away or keep people here, right. you know. It was very tactical. Right. And like... It was more of that masculine. Yeah, it yeah. was very masculine. Everything in my life was supremely masculine until like a year and a half ago. <laughs> I didn't resonate <laughs> with that so deeply. <laughs> but um, I remember like, yeah, like I obviously believed in energy, and had a couple of like things happen before I had met you and like I felt comfortable coming into the space and opening up and I mean even with like like I think that one of the first things you talked to me about was like my tattoo and, mm -hmm. like that's what opened up the conversation and it's like I have something like this on my body but I'm also like super closed off and I'm like oh yeah I don't believe in anything <laughs> <laughs> and it just didn't add up but it, like it was all there I just had like this huge mask on trying to like protect myself for a long time and with Reiki, it allowed me to finally just, like, break everything down and, like, be what I already was, like, but... At a core. Yeah. And, and take off the masks that you use to cover that. Yeah. I feel like as sensitive individuals, because we are all very empathic and sensitive, we tend to wear masks in the beginning that don't completely... We're kind of like chameleons. Like, we can fit in anywhere. That was, yeah. And, and like, we can be friends with anybody. But it's because we almost, in a way, shift ourselves to fit into that mold. And yeah. what I've learned in the last five years is I'm going to be so embodied. I'm going to be so me. I'm going to be so grounded in who I am that it's I can get along with anybody. But it's a lot harder to have a conversation with anybody because I know who I am and I know what I want to do and I know what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And so it kind of narrows that focus so that I'm magnetizing those type of people to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. I mean, because I, I feel the same way. I, I, I never felt like I was part of a friend group. I was I knew everybody, and I could kind of fit in here and there, and I was around sometimes. And, and yeah, I, I, I didn't start to have, like, real connections with people until, like, the past year or two. And even now, I used to be like, oh, yeah, like, I can get along with anybody, and I can hang mm -hmm. out with anybody. And now I'm kind of like... Oh man, like I really don't want to be around these right. people. It's almost like you become more protective of your energy and your space because you're like, this does not, there is not the give and take in this relationship. Yeah. There's not the mutual energy exchange. Like I feel drained working or, or talking to this person, working yeah. with or talking with this person. And you almost, where in the beginning, like you're so diversified and you're so, you're literally, you can fit in any friend group. And you narrow that down, and it's like, no, I, I'm just not putting myself in that situation anymore yeah. because it's exhausting. Well, and I feel like, at least for me, like, I know a lot of my hurt came, like, from my family. So it was, like, direct, and it was, like, like an in-home kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of just want to fit in with anybody else. Right. You know? Oh, that <laughs> resonates so hard. I, I don't remember where I read it, but there, I read something along the lines of a lot of healers and empath like the highly sensitive tend to not to be the black sheep in their family and tend to not have the greatest of family dynamics like you you pick movie uh movie perfect picture perfect families everybody loves each other everybody gets along yeah. like they, they do all holidays together they spend weekends together you see that and while i'm close with my family it was never and I, in a way it never really was that and i've always felt like the black sheep and I hold nothing against them for that because that's the way it was supposed to be. I was never meant to be so close to my family that I would be comfortable and safe there in the sense that I wouldn't go searching for more. Yeah. And I feel like 
we are set up in that situation from the beginning so that we do go searching for our family yeah. in other places. Not that they're not our family, not that we don't love them or care for them. It's more of like we were meant to be pushed out of the nest earlier. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, I know um, there were definitely times throughout my life where I was like, why is this happening to me? Right. This is so fucking stupid. Right. Um, and I couldn't explain it, and it just seemed so pointless. But there's, I mean... I, even back when I was probably, like, 12 and 13, I would tell people, like, yeah, it sucks, but, like, I don't regret anything. I wouldn't change anything because every exactly. every single thing that's happened to me has made me who I am right now. And, like, I like what I'm becoming or who I've become and this and that. And so I, I was already very, like, um, I was already aware and okay with what had happened to me, even though, like, it could be frustrating and triggering and, like, there was lots of healing to do. But it wasn't until Reiki that I was able to, like, actually forgive and then turn all of that into healing and, like, right. progression. And move forward and move versus forward. living in the past. Yeah. That. I love that. I remember specifically, it's so funny what we remember, but I remember specifically um, right after your class, it was, like, a week later. And we were talking about this earlier of how time is, like, funny. Yeah. Time doesn't even exist anymore. It's so weird because you have <laughs> one hour, it could feel like... <laughs> six hours or it could feel like a second like, yeah it, it's crazy um but i remember a week after your class you're like i feel like i've been doing this forever it doesn't feel like it's just been a week but i also just want to reiki and love everything i feel like my heart <laughs> is exploding and i just have all this love to give yeah i mean so in the class i feel like i was so overwhelmed like there was so much energy and I was so nervous, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know why I was doing it or what I was doing. I had literally no intention to, like, go use it on other people. Right. Or right. maybe even when people were explaining using it on themselves, I was like, I have no idea if I'll ever actually do that. Like, I don't know why I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and I, like, there was even one point where I felt, like, sick. And Rochelle had to, like, went and, like, got a bunch of crystals for me. It was, like, trying to, like, calm me down and, like, bring my energy back. And then, like... But as soon as I left the building, it was like, it was like removing myself from the concentrated energy and just like taking what I had from it and going and being alone. It was like it settled in and then it exploded. <laughs> and I remember it just felt like it felt like love was literally oozing out of the walls. Like I could see <laughs> literal ooze like dripping. It was coming out of everything, and I just like I felt so much love for like even the most inanimate object to just like. Even, like, the one person Just or whatever existence. that is. Yeah. It was so ever-present. And then that week moved so fast, but so much happened in it that it felt like it could not have been a week. And I was just like, oh, my God, now time's not real. <laughs> but everything I know, it's, it's different now. It, and that's, just, that's the thing is, like, you walk out, like, everything's so concentrated in these workshops. Yeah. Because you could do our working class online, and it, you're going to get the benefit of, like, learning everything but the workshops the energy of it it's like you're freaking hit with a train in the most in the best way possible of all this energy and that's why we do the three you're you can come to three classes is because you're not meant to absorb all of it yeah just the energy alone is a lot and to think that you're going to absorb all of the information and be able to settle into the energetic upgrades that happen and healing the trauma and opening those walls and all of that in one six-hour class is like it's a lot yeah and so you walk out and you're like 
you take this big sigh of like relief of like holy shit what just happened <laughs> and nothing's the same like you walk out a completely different person than you walked in yeah i so i feel like you know you come into it and it's like oh my god i'm gonna be able to do reiki afterwards and i feel like reiki was the last thing on my mind after that class because it opened up so many other things for me that I was like, all right, let's run. And like the first two months were so much happened to me so fast and so much opened up energetically for me so fast. And I remember people being like, bro, are you okay? (laughs) Because it was, it was a lot, like it was exhausting. And, and then all of a sudden it went from like, oh, these really great, amazing things happening so fast to just like, boom, okay, now we got to do some work if you want to get any farther. And then, like, doing the healing and, the and like, the shadow work was so heavy. And I just feel like it was, like, such highs and such lows and, like, so aggressive. And I know everybody is different. Like, some people walk out and then they just don't, nothing happens for a while. Right. You know? Or, like, a lot happens and it's not immediately good. It's, like, immediately heavy. Heavy. Right. And, like, I, I don't know, just for me and my experience, it was so aggressively each way all the time and it took me like well into the year because I did it in January mm-hmm. so it took me well into the year to finally like come to a balance and like the good and the bad were just like happening all at the same time and everything felt very neutral mm-hmm. and like manageable but yeah it was really intense it is and and that's what's the cool thing too about the Reiki classes is like you're gonna get exactly what you need from it no matter what and so I think there's only been maybe out of like the hundred people that we've had in our classes there's only been one or two people that couldn't feel it in the beginning, like doing the actual energy work. But I remember, I remember their fear, and I remember that the work. Everyone's worry is like, what if I can't feel it? Yeah. What if I can't feel the energy coming out? What if I can't feel it? the other person's like? What if I can't feel it? And that was my fear in the beginning too. And oh, I yeah, couldn't feel it. Sure. I'm like, am I? The, I'm the only person that can't feel it, and it opens up as you practice. Yeah. But I remember one gal specifically. She came to the uh, my first class ever that I taught and then she came a month later and she left and she's like like she healed some shit and it was it was she got what she needed but she still couldn't feel it and that was fine and I told her I'm like just go practice her roommate took the class with her go practice uh, you will be able to feel it she came a month later because I needed someone to lay on the table to help teach the class yeah and she could feel all of it Oh, a month later. So it was like, it's like layers of an onion of having to open up. Some people open up 16 layers at one, at yeah. immediately and or cut right down the middle. And everybody's crying because of the burning of the onion. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then there's some that it's like literally pulling each individual layer. And so it's just, what, is, what are you ready for? What is your soul ready for? You're never going to go through more than what you can handle. Um, but it's amazing how different it is for every single person and how every single person gets exactly what they need from it. Yeah. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, um, uh, but yeah, like I remember kind of being, when we actually got up to start practicing, that was the most terrifying part because it was like, like oh, now I have to apply I have this. to do this and I don't know if I can do this and like, what if I can't do this? Right. And, um, and there was that moment of like, uh, What's the word? Like lacking in faith. No. You know, like you the totally doubt, believe the in it. Yeah, you totally believe in it until you have to do it, and you're and like, like, oh, it can't be real. real. Right. Yeah, because right. uh, there's no way I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when we were doing it, 
because at least for my class, we did it up here, mm -hmm. and then we split off into like groups mm -hmm. and like all went and worked on each other. And uh, I remember when we were doing it up here, like I couldn't really feel anything, and I was like super nervous. And and then you wanted us to like separate and go with a stranger, right? <laughs> oh my like, god! It's like this is gonna be so embarrassing, and I don't know how to do this, and it's not working. And right. Uh, you put me with Amber, which like was perfect. It was perfect. Me and Amber have become like so so close, such a good friend. She's been like a huge mentor and teacher in the like. I'm trying to friend. get her on this podcast. She's yeah. like, I can't talk in front of people. I'm like, well, <laughs> there's shit, nobody here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and she's so straightforward. She is. She 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 was my teacher in, in yeah. massage school and it's kind of funny how the it, like the roles change and and we continuously are changing once a teacher once a student once yeah. a teacher once a student and she was perfect for you oh my yeah i mean we're very similar in a lot of ways like just kind of how we so straightforwardly bluntly like aggressively approach mm -hmm. <laughs> everything but still try to be like very um like we're coming from a place of love, love. Though it, even though it's not very feel... soft yeah exactly <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> yeah and so uh but i remember being doing it with her and uh i did i think i did her first and i was kind of like i think this is what i'm feeling and interpreting and like so i just went with it and i but it was still so minimal and she was just like I know that you don't feel it, but like you're gonna be really good at this. Just right. like give it more time. And I was, and I think that was all I needed to be like, okay, like I got this. Right. And I remember, oh my god, I was actually just early about this not that long ago when she did me. She was like, she was so straightforward, <laughs> and she, you know, like she did me really quick, and then she was like, uh, so did you move here to like because you feel <laughs> like she she asked me if I moved here because of a boy, and I was like, yes and no, like. It's complicated, I guess, technically, yeah. And she was like, well, like, you're running away from someone. And I was like, not, I wasn't, but, like, now I'm here because, like, there's no point in going back. And she's like, well, you, you obviously, <laughs> like, like, I should know. Right. Based on my energy, you obviously aren't accepting love and you need to, like, stop beating up on yourself. And I'm like, I don't even know you. <laughs> and you're telling me what's in my head. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. And it's kind of funny now, like, a year a little over a year later, how I'm dealing with, like, how I'm finally actually dealing with, like, intimacy issues and romance, and it's just, like, a year ago, she, like, cracked open that shell for me, and right. now it's, like, finally Opening. starting to come to fruition, right. but a lot had to be done before that, and I think, I, you know, I've been doing this for, like, I don't know, hundreds and thousands of years, technically, like, my soul has, but, like, me as this person and, like, this limited amount of brain space, I've been doing it for such a short amount of time, and, like, yeah, I do have, like, a certain, like, level of expertise at it, but I still feel like I've been doing it for so short, and so then when people come to me, like, wanting me to, like, teach them something or help them do something, I almost don't feel, like, I'm not worthy of teaching you, yeah. like, I'm not in that space, I totally get it. Yeah, but it, I, I don't think like we ever really truly are... How do I word this? I feel like we could always be a teacher at some point. Yeah. From the perspective and the experience and the moment that we're in, we always have something to teach. It's just a matter of owning and stepping into that space of like, no, I am ready to start teaching. Yeah. Because even as like a teacher, you still gaslight yourself. You still have imposter syndrome. You still are like, who am I to teach this? Like, yeah. who am I to go through all of this? 
I, my truth is always changing. My, what I know is always changing. It's always growing and expanding. And what was true for me and real for me six months ago isn't even close to true and real for me now. Yeah. And the message that Spirit came through and told me, and I think I did a podcast on this. Um, I can never remember. <laughs> um, was no, you're supposed to be teaching from where you are because the people that need to hear it will hear it and that will start them or keep continue them on their journey. Yeah. Even if that truth changes, it's true for you right now and you need to share that. Yeah. And so you may not feel like you're ready to <laughs> teach, but if it's something that's calling you or tapping on your shoulder, it's something worth looking into. I just, I mean, people always felt really secure around me. Like, it's because you're a space <laughs> Like, people always just opened up to me and told me everything and asked me for advice and trusted what I had to say and so and people still feel that way but now people are coming to me about such deeper more intimate like energetically spatial things and it's like I I just don't know right (laughs) it feels like a lot of pressure but it was crazy because my class was at the beginning of January and probably a week after my class um, a f- an old friend that I had like never even been that close with reached out to me, and we just started. He asked me what I was, what I had been up to, and we like I started. I just I couldn't keep it in. And I was just like, well, I just started like doing energy work, and like it kind of blew up my psyche. And I've been like talking to this ghost, <laughs> and <laughs> and he was, and usually people would be like, okay, and he was just like, no way. He felt like immediately like attracted he, to attracted it. to it, and. We, he, we, we just, like, became so close so quick again, and over this past year, like, he's been my closest, my best friend. We talk every single day, but he's, like, I, like, immediately, I had just learned, and then I immediately became a teacher from him, for him, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, uh, I don't, I, I mean, I have all this knowledge, and I can give it to you, but I also don't know, like, right. don't just listen to me. <laughs> right, like, you need to find your own truth. Yeah. Like, the, I can I can share what I have, and that's that's the same thing with Reiki. When we teach, we're like, take what resonates and leave the rest. Yeah. We, there's no offense in saying, yeah, that doesn't resonate with me. And that's that's what it's like being a teacher, just giving them all the tools that you have and that have worked for you and letting them decide if that's what they want to adapt. Yeah. I, I just feel like so many people... He, he was, like, the immediate one, and he's still around. But then so many more people have been, like, what are your thoughts on this? And I'm kind of like, what are your thoughts on this? I know, I know, actually, what's funny is somebody else pointed this out to me, but I've kind of become more of, like, a seed planter. Mm-hmm. I feel like when people used to come to me, I would be, like, this person that's trying to help them fix their problem. And now I, I'm just kind of, like, I just ask a question or, like, you're a mirror back. I, yeah, yeah, back. I drop a little something, and then they're just like, oh, my God, you blew up my world. <laughs> and, yeah, I've become much more, Reiki has made me much more subtle, mm-hmm. much more thoughtful and mindful. And, um, yeah, definitely, I pick my battles now. Right. right. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's worth my energy and what's not? What's... Where do I want to invest my... Because where your attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. And so it's like, where do I want to invest my energy? Because it is powerful. It is valuable. It is an asset. And I need to be very clear on where I want to delegate that. And picking your battles is one of those things. It's like, is this worth my energy? Is this worth yeah. investing into? Is this worth, worth placing my intention in? And I totally understand that. Um, when we were talking about 
doing this podcast, you said, you know that 2020 has been a shit year for most, but you kind of almost feel guilty <laughs> because 2020 was such a pivotal year in your life. Do you want to talk about how, what yeah. 2020 looked like for you? So, I mean, yeah, 2020 was like the biggest shit show for most people. <laughs> I mean, Idaho didn't really seem to like get that affected by right, it. Right. It's kind of weird being here right now. And, like, I don't have to wear open. a mask. Everything is open. <laughs> like, nobody's checking my temperature. I'm like, who are you people? Right. <laughs> um, and, but, yeah, I remember at the end of 2020, everybody was posting, you know, like, can't wait to get rid of this year, 2021 has to be better, you know, what a shit year, blah, 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 and I, I didn't want to, like, post or tell anybody, but I was just like, oh my god, like, 2020 was, like, the best year of my fucking life, <laughs> like, I mean, it, plenty of bad things happen, but the mindset was changed and there was so much to take from them and so much growing and so much gratitude that even the bad was like, oh my God, like I'm so happy this is happening to me, <laughs> right. you know? And so, and I mean, I just kicked out the year strong. I, I got home and took the class like the first week of January and it just opened everything up for me. And so the whole rest of the year was me opening up to like all of these amazing, beautiful, magical, mystical things. And then yeah, dark things happened and shadow work had to be done, but I would come out of it and just be like so much greater and happier and lighter. You know what I mean? There was, I can't think of 2020 as bad at all for me. Right. I love that perspective because I feel like a lot of times the shadow work can get so heavy. It's really hard to see past it. And I feel like the common theme through all of 2020 for you was Yes, I have to work through this, the, these shadows. Yes, I have to work through this shit that I haven't, that I've been avoiding or I haven't been ready to work with or I didn't even know was there. But like life is so beautiful and I have this opportunity to heal this and come out better and stronger. And what a beautiful, wonderful life to be able to heal these things, to be able to acknowledge yeah. these things and, and come out better. Every time I would heal something, it would just open up more. And it was like a reward. You right. know what I mean? Like, oh, I got deeper into it. Yeah, like, oh my god, how, how many, many links do does it take to get to the center of a lollipop? <laughs> Seriously. And, you know, and then besides all of that, I've moved and I've, I absolutely love where I live and what I'm doing. And life just feels so perfect. Mm-hmm. And I, and I don't know. I, I don't, and the thing about shadow work is, uh, I, at least for me, I always felt like a, kind of a darker person so like doing the shadow work isn't scary for me or it doesn't feel too heavy you know like I go into it and I'm like okay I'm doing it it just sucks because shadow work can be confusing like you can start it and then you hit a wall and you're like I don't know how to get past this I don't know what this means or how to break this down or how to heal any further but I know there's more healing to do and it can be so frustrating right because I totally get that feeling I totally get the I know there's more to be done but I don't I I don't know what it is and I don't know where to go and I don't know what my next step is. That spot is almost like to me the winding up behind a a quantum leap. Like when you look, think of an arrow, how you have to pull back first before it's released. I feel like that's the pullback is you're like, okay, what is the next step? Where, where am I going? What is, what do I need to do? But if you allow yourself to be and you're like, it'll open up when it, when it's ready to open up. That's when you make the biggest shifts and changes. Yeah. Well, so, and it, it was it was almost good that I was 
immediately teaching people because I would see a pattern in somebody and then be like, oh my God, like that is what's happening to me. Or It's that mirror. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like one of the biggest lessons I took from the last year was like, yes, you can have a lot to teach somebody and somebody could technically be below you on the scale in one way, but you can always learn something from them. Like nobody's above, really above, above or, below. or below. We're all, and that's where I, like I was talking earlier um, about like soul level and how we're all really, and we were talking about walk-ins yeah. and how we all have just different lessons to learn. And so it's not that one person's greater than another. They're just on a different part of the journey. Yeah. They have something else to offer us. It's, it's all on the same level. It's yeah. like monopoly. Like it's, well, everything's connected, you know, or so, and ladders. It's yeah. like, it's all connected. It's all connected. So even if it seems so small and like the tiniest, most like inconvenient thing you could have learned from that person it, it's connected to you in some way and it's gonna fit into the puzzle and help the puzzle progress and like help you get further even if it's the smallest thing so mm-hmm. you know like never you know belittle people or doubt people or put people or dismiss, box, dismiss even people. the smallest yeah smallest being in quotes like what seems like the smallest lesson can really be a pivotal okay. moment and a pivotal lesson for you yeah oh yeah well so like i had told was telling you earlier kind of what happened to me was so much opened up outside of me mm-hmm. and everything was outside of me. And Amber was the one who was like, dude, like it's inside of you too. Like stop searching outside of you and look inside of you. And all of a sudden, and then we went into quarantine and everything. And all of a sudden, all of my work for literally probably from April to September. Mm-hmm. So like a huge chunk of my year, every day, all I was working on was like inner, finding it inside myself. You, almost get, inside obsessed. Of me. you almost get obsessed with what can I heal now? What can I fix yeah. now? What can I look at now? Because you get into the routine of healing. And even though each um, trauma is a little bit different and you have to navigate each one a little bit differently, you almost, it's not that it gets easier. You just get better at acknowledging, oh, that there's That's something there. Yeah. Oh, I just reacted anger. That was a trigger for me. Yeah. I just reacted in anger. What was that about? Where does that come from? And even just asking that question to yourself, that's what opens it up. Because you take that energy and you po- focus your intention and you're like, hey, that is an issue. That is a problem. I see that. I recognize that now. Why is that there? Yeah. And it's like you're asking the universe, why is that there? Yeah. And then it starts unfolding. And then you make the decision to heal it or you make the decision to do better, whether that's if you're triggered yeah. easily or you're trying. Mine was trying to offer unconditional love and forgiveness quickly. I was faced with all of these. I felt like I had a hundred arrows at me at once of having to react in love and forgiveness in really difficult situations. And I'm like, shit, spirit, you're really freaking testing me all at once. And I feel like spirit never does more than you can handle. Yeah. But when you open up and you say, okay, I'm ready to shift this spirit shows up. So you better fucking show up too. <laughs> well, I, I, I know like, a big part of going outside of myself was using tools mm-hmm. and not that there's anything <clears throat> wrong with that, but like it became kind of a challenge for me to anytime I wanted to grab a tool to instead like find the power and the ability or the connection within myself and then like, and use that and not like not feel a need or feel a lack in power. And mm-hmm. so like have to turn to something else. Right. And during all of this, uh, was when that friend of mine, um, he was going through this breakup and it was constantly like him trying to find himself in this person and like dealing with the breakup because he didn't have this person. And so then there was me getting to relay like my 
um, my what I was currently learning, which was like it's like term within you. Like, what are you? What are you like missing from him that you can't find in yourself? Why can't you find in yourself? Where like right. where where is it hiding? It's not that it's not there. Like, go right. find it. Right. And um, and it was funny because a few after I moved to Vegas, the biggest shock to me was there's no water. Right. <laughs> like a lot of people might be like, oh yeah, Nadoi, it's the desert, but like. I've always lived, I, I lived in California, I lived in Florida, I live here, and like, yeah, we're not next to an ocean, but there's water, water freaking everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. I've never lived anywhere or traveled very many places that weren't abundant in water, and water was just like such a huge part of my life, and I moved there, and it's freaking nowhere. Like, everywhere that it should be is just dry, and it was like really hard for me. Right. <laughs> I mean, just not even, most of the time, there's not even clouds. The sky's just blue. Interesting. And... Like, the clear blue skies were starting to kind of make me depressed because I was like, I miss just, like, water being there. Mm-hmm. And, um... It's a different energy. Yeah. It, I it, And I was just so connected to it, and then all of a sudden had this, like, stark, absolutely no interaction with it. And I remember saying to this friend, you know, God, I miss water. Like, I would just get, I would get really sad about it, and I'd bring it up all the time, how much I missed water. And one day I was telling him... Like, I'm so sad today. I miss water. It just, like, water makes everything happen. Like, water is so beautiful and life-giving. It flows. And it, and it, and it, yeah. yeah. And I'm just so sad. And he said, uh, you're made of water. That's all he said to me. And it just, like, I want to, like, cry right now. Because it just was like, oh, my God. Like, you're right. Like, I'm made of water. Like I was looking for something I was looking for something outside, outside of, me. of me. And it's, like, right here. And the person I've been teaching this lesson to all year is giving it back to me. Because they're yeah. in the mirror. And that's where it's, like... You can, where you can take the power back because I feel like so many people, myself included, have been in the victim mindset, the not empowered mindset of like, woe is me, this is happening to me, Uh, I want something that's outside of me, Um, they hurt me, yada, 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 yada. And it's like, no, step into a place of empowerment. This person's a mirror for you. This This person is acting as a mirror to heal the triggers within yourself. This situation happened because of something inside of you what needs to be healed what needs to be fixed what needs to be looked at loved honored etc 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 because no one can make you feel any way unless you allow them to yeah and so my greatest lesson of, of 2020 was also that those mirror moments of okay why am i blaming this person why am i yeah, why am I blaming blaming this person? How can I look at this in a way of no, I'm not gonna blame this person. How yeah. can I how can I Where is this stemming from within me? Right. I feel like that was the big theme exactly. of all of twenty twenty with like everything that was happening in everybody. In the world. Everybody Yeah. I mean people everybody that I know I feel like was dealing with that and like in our own ways, but then you look at like the grander scale, um, and like, you know, politics and, and right. everything that happened in twenty twenty and it's like I feel like I was lucky because I have, like, this community, and everybody was constantly reminding me, you know, don't just look at this from above, look at this from within, like, why is, what is why weak are in you yourself, experiencing yeah, this? what's weak in yourself that you're experiencing a pandemic, or that right. you're experiencing a lockdown, or whatever, you know, right. find that in yourself, and heal right. that, and then when we've all healed that, then all this, then we're away. all free, yeah, exactly, right, it's like, the, nobody's putting those shackles on you, you're putting those shackles on yourself, yeah, so why it, literally every single person that walks into your life is a mirror for 
the internal environment of what you're going through. And it's, um, I believe it's the four agreements that talks about not to take anything anyone else does personally, because it's a direct reflection of what they are, the situation that they're in, in themselves. And there's so much truth in like detaching from other people's opinion, detaching from what other people think and looking at it in a, in a perspective of like, okay, this doesn't, this is triggering me. Why is it triggering me? What in me needs to be healed? Yeah. But also detaching from the need of understanding what sort. Like we're, what they're going through? Yes. Because, like, I feel like we take everything so personal. Yeah. And so how can we detach from the need to take everything so personally? Yeah. I. It's funny how we've kind of walked into this because I wanted to bring this up. It's just how, like, once going through the Reiki class and, like, everything that came after that, energy has become, everything I do is, energy, is through energy, and it's, and, um, and my interactions with people are, you know, like, I used to, we were talking earlier about how you would, like, put, you put on a mask, mm-hmm. right, and I, and it's funny because now, like, I take off the mask, but I can manipulate energy to be interpreted a certain way, yes. and, and to, you know, exactly, and I, and it's, <laughs> and I've been doing it a lot over the past couple of months because, I'm, like, meeting more people or wanting to meet certain people or, like, I've started dating a little bit, which is just gross. <laughs> and, uh, now I have to address the intimacy problems. Yeah, you know. But, uh, the... Uh, Here's a new mirror I wasn't expecting. Yeah, well, I just remember, like, it, like, it used to be I didn't want people to notice me or I wanted to notice people, I wanted people to notice what you wanted them to know what I wanted them to notice and control the narrative and control yeah and now and you do that through putting on masks and being a different person and like not opening up and now it's like if I want somebody to see me I just like try to shine my absolute freaking brightest you know like if I know I'm about to go see this person that I like have a crush on or something then like I'm gonna meditate and like fully ground myself and like be ready and be like at my highest state so that like they see me and they like and and I'm like and like this light and like something to come towards and like something that you know is accepting you know what I mean but that is in total resonance of who you are yeah and I think that's what shifts too in doing this work is it becomes less of in at least in my experience of people pleasing of trying to control the narrative control what people say and think about you you don't want to dis with you saying that you want to that you now can like control the energy of it I and and you set the energetic tone. I do that when I go into conversation. So communication has always been a very hard area in yeah. my life. I the way that I was raised, my um, dad is a people pleaser. He doesn't like conflict, avoid conflict at all costs. Yeah. My mom stuffs it down, won't communicate it until it all boils over. So I was the perfect <laughs> like shitstorm, right? <laughs> of, of, and. And, like, mix of both of them. And so it was, like, really interesting to address my communication issues. And when I first started communicating, the first thing that I ever did was that allowed me to start communicating was I'm going, I choose to be received well in this conversation. Yeah. I went in to be, instead of going into each conversation with fear of, like, not being understood or rejected or um, misunderstood or whatever it was, I set my energetic tone and my energetic frequency to be received well. And nine times out of 10, I was. And that one time out of 10, I wasn't. For some reason, it didn't affect me as hard because I was actively working on communicating. And so it's really interesting to see 
how you can use these energetic tools to heal through your shadows, um, work through your, your, I don't want to say flaws, but like your weaknesses, your, your, um, sticky areas in life and how you can use it to set up a deeper healing. Well, yeah. And and I think like the, the greatest thing it kind of, what I've come to realize is that you're no longer coming at people from a place of need. You're coming from a place of abundance. Yes. Like, because you're healing yourself, so yeah. there is no need. Exactly. You and don't need their approval. You don't need, if they don't understand you, you know where you come from. And yeah. so it's not a place of lack. It's a I, place it's of abundance. A, exactly. And, like, I, that's something I've been dealing with lately is just having to be patient with people. And, and you know, you, I'll hear from my friends a lot, like, you, why are you waiting around? Or, like, what are your thoughts on this? And it's just like, I'm not waiting. I'm just still existing. Like, I'm, I'm patient and I don't need anything from anybody. So if this person is supposed to come around, I'll be here because... Right. I right. I'm fine in myself. I don't need right. anything from them. I'm not, I don't need it to happen right now. Right. Even, I might want it to happen right now. Right. But you know what I mean? Like right. everything is from a place of abundance, and I like being able to sh- like and that came shine from doing that the healing work. Yeah, and I and just being able to like come into yourself and take care of yourself, and then your energy is shining out. How much of like the abundance that you're coming from mm-hmm. is what for me has like allowed I, like I said earlier I used to be so bad at like meeting people or talking to people uncomfortable in groups of people and now I'm just like I'm just me I'm just me I'm like, here holding hey. space yeah holding my space I'm not afraid that's a big thing that shifted for me too I I'm no longer afraid to be in the light yeah and I feel like as you heal those shadows and address those shadow parts of yourself you slowly start stepping into the light and then soon you're so freaking comfortable in the sun you're so freaking comfortable in being in front of people and you're so detached and yeah detached from the need to please that it's like no I'm just gonna be here I'm gonna strike my light I'm going to hold space and what's really miraculous about that is that's such a service to other people because one it may trigger them but that's not honestly and I don't want this to sound insensitive but it's not your problem it's not and that comes from a person who used to make everything her problem um <laughs> that it's not your issue it's a service because now they if they take that opportunity they can heal that trigger yeah there's a reason why they're triggered there's a wound there that they need to look at um it gives people permission to be brighter it gives people permission to step into the light you show them that it is possible to work through the shit that you're carrying with you yeah it is possible to remove the shackles it is possible to heal and so it's such a service. And then whatever you do energetically bounces out. And so it's healing other people, just the energetics of it. Yeah. And like I had said earlier, too, about, like, now I pick my battles. Picking my battles oh, yeah. stems from what words I say out loud. In a lot of ways, it, it is, like, super energetic. But as far as, like, battles between people, they only, they a lot of them start because of what you decide to let out. Mm-hmm. And I used to be so confrontational. Like, I, whereas, like, like you, opposite, right? So you had parents that were, like, super non-confrontational and it made you non-confrontational. Right. I had parents that were super non-confrontational and it made me so, so angry right. that I was like, you guys are doing everything wrong, so I'm going to do exactly that the opposite. opposite. So I was <laughs> right. just aggressively confrontational. Right. And I just let people freaking know everything that was on my mind, everything that what they had, right. were doing wrong or, like, what they needed to do, blah, blah, blah. Like, I had an opinion and I put it out there and, like, right. I didn't... And it was going to be hurt. Yeah, right. I was going to be hurt, for sure. And 
I was never somebody who wasn't going to deal with something immediately. We have a problem, let's deal with it right now. Right. But, and to, like, a people pleaser or someone that's found confrontational, that would, like, it almost, like, when I was in that space, it would feel like an attack. Yeah. Even though it wasn't meant as an attack, like you said, you and Amber are very, everything comes from a place of love. Yeah. But, like, that, me, and it would feel like an attack because of my issues and nothing to do with what you're doing. Yeah. But everything to do with why do I feel attacked right now? Well, I feel like at some point... Before Reiki and everything, it it was just like there may have been times where it was to attack, but it was just like me trying to be exactly the. I saw that something didn't work for like the main people in my life, so I was like, I'm the the other way must right. be the way that works. But it doesn't. There's you balance. have to find that balance. And Reiki helped me find that balance, and now I feel like. I feel that I say so much less. I talk. I'm talking a lot right now. <laughs> I, I talk so much less because one, listening is so important. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like Ricky really opened my ears. I hear what people say, and and then not just what they say, but I can like feel the energy and like, like the, what's hidden beneath it's what almost they an extra said. sense. Yeah, because they're like now what Ricky opened up for me was like. Yes, now I can communicate. That opened that up for me. Now I can see, but I and I can feel like I normally do, but I can interpret in a way because I don't have those... Sh- the, I, there's still work to be done. There's always yeah. work to be done. Um, there is always work to be done. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I'm like perfectly like balanced and have no shadows to work on. I don't know that that's going to happen. But it's the goal, and... What was I saying? Uh, <laughs> Reiki opened up the ability to use all of my senses to communicate. I'm, to communicate. Yeah. And part of that was establishing my presence and full, full embodiment and allowing myself to really shine as who I am and drop the fear of needing to be understood, drop the fear of um, controlling the narrative of what people think about me. And one saying that I heard is that, like, really shifted that for me, too, was... There are a million different versions of you out there. In everybody's mind, there's a different version of you. Yeah. And so one person may look at you like you walk on water and <laughs> you have it all together. And another person may look at you like, what the fuck are, is that person doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so really, either one doesn't matter. I mean, it affects them in their, in that way. But it it's none of your business what other people think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just feel like I used to interpret it like there's words and sound in... The only way we're going to be able to communicate is if you let me talk and you hear what I say and then you talk back right. to me. And that was that it. And then now it's like there's so – now listening means so much more than just, like, letting it them does, talk. It doesn't you know? always need a voice response. Yeah. And I now I, you know, I choose when I'm going to say something. Even if I do end up saying this thing to this person, sometimes it'll be months after I had originally wanted to do it because they need to hear it at a certain time. Or in a certain way. Or you could say something that has nothing to do with the intention behind what you say. But you say something and you know that's going to linger in somebody's mind and they're going to think. And then it's going to open up a lot of other things for them. And so for me, Reiki is like not shut down my voice but opened up the rest of communication. And now, like I said, like I I plant seeds. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Which is so perfect for you because you're such a natural, how can I um, make less of an impact on the earth? How can I um, be more intentional with the things that I use? 
planting seeds just seems like the perfect <laughs> thing for you to be planting seeds um, energetically, physically, yeah. everywhere. I just, well, I think it's, that was one of the most daunting things was I opened up my, like this energy and all of these magical things. And then it was like, what am I supposed to do with this? How am I supposed to help? Uh-huh. Like, am I supposed to be doing something almost like a feeling of guilt? Like right. now you have, a, now I have all these tools, a duty and a purpose right. or something. Right. Oh, I and that. I couldn't find anything or nothing was really working for me. And I just realized what I need to be doing is constantly working on myself. And I am probably meant to drop seeds here and there, but I don't, nobody is my project anymore. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I am my project and how can I do sometimes I spit something out to somebody and it does a lot for them. But like I did my job. You can do, you can maximize your work in through minimal actions. Right. Right. You know? No, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah. I feel like I was going to say something else about Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked so much about, like, energy and the magical, mystical, and the tools and everything outside of Reiki. But I feel, but like, I feel like Reiki was that foundation. Yeah. And so, and that, when I teach Reiki, some people, they make Reiki the center of their life. But for the most part, I would say nine out of ten people... Reiki was that stepping stone for them. That's what opened up the whole energetics of everything for them. And so that opened up doing the inner healing. That opened up um, recognizing that they have the power and the potential to do and create anything that they want to create. Yeah. That they can do anything they want. They can. There's things to be healed. They. It, it really just is that foundation, that stepping stone. And it's something you can come back to and you can utilize Reiki symbols or, or whatever. But it's really just like, it's that foundation. It's that stepping stone. And and for most people, it's never meant to be the center of their life. I mean, I use Reiki for everything. Right. I, you know, when I start a meditation and I'm clearing myself or grounding myself, it's Reiki. Reiki right. When I'm trying to give to somebody else, even if it's unintentional, the energy that it, comes through me is always Reiki. Reiki. Right. You know, like, right. Reiki but it, surrounds everything right. that I do, but I'm not, like, using it intentionally to right. heal. I mean... There is intention behind it, but I, I'm not doing like what you do, right. where you like where Reiki is what I do. Is your profession, day. yeah, right. right? And and for most people, that's the way it is. It's yeah. just it just becomes a natural part of their life, just like drinking water, just like eating. Reiki just becomes one of those tools yeah. of the many tools that you have. I feel like I just I, my group of people that I did the Reiki class with, they all use Reiki in their profession. They do. It's and, interesting. And so I was just like this person, like, okay, so what am I supposed to do? With right. It? right. Uh, and I kind of realized. A few things, but one, I mean, yeah, it was like this foundation. It was kind of like this background noise, but Reiki has come in so handy for me. You know, the amount of times that I've just used Reiki and it healed like a physical ailment immediately or like helped in a situation. Like every time it happens, I'm like, whoa, that was crazy, (laughs) but I do it all the time. And, um, you know, uh, I got, I think I was telling you about this not that long ago, how, 2020 was like this year and like that I had healed so much growing and processing had to come and then by the end of 2020 I kind of felt like okay I'm like ready to give something to somebody which was like huge for me because I've always been like I just need to do for me and I don't want to help anybody and I can't imagine actually healing people or whatever and I think that's also how like relationships came into like my reality lately is I am coming from such of a place of abundance and I want to give to somebody right. so bad right. that like 
they're like, the universe is like, okay, well, like, try this out. <laughs> right. But, um, and, like, how can you give without it being draining? Yeah. It, like, you have to give from an overflowing cup. Exactly. And, so, and that, and it magnetizes more of that. Yeah. Because that's the energetic frequency that you're at. Well, and I was thinking towards the end of uh, December and the beginning of January, I think I told you, like, I kind of feel like I want to start doing something with Ricky and, like, doing more Ricky on other people. Mm-hmm. And, but the more I thought about that, I just don't feel that comfortable doing it on people Mm -hmm. and then I also realized that for me the biggest thing Reiki did was be a platform be like this this uh foundation foundation, you know and so I like I just want to give it to people (laughs) you know I I had never ever thought about going through like getting my master or whatever Mm -hmm. but now I'm like I feel like I need that attunement so like I can give it to people yeah instead of because yes I could do it on people and I do do it on people sometimes Mm -hmm. and like I do have information to give people but they still I keep bumping up against that you can't do Reiki because you're not attuned to it but this could it could open up so much for you so I feel like that's kind of where I need to go with it is Mm -hmm. like just start get like giving it to people when they're ready I feel like 2020 was kind of like mastering knowing when somebody is ready for something and like knowing how to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and but also recognizing that being a teacher you can't like make somebody your project right and now I'm like okay well this is how I cannot make somebody my project is to like give them everything Everything. because it gave me everything you know what I mean I just want to give that to everybody right no I totally get it yeah I totally get it oh my gosh this was so so good. I'm so stoked about this because we came in this not really knowing what we were going to talk about. I'm just, so nervous. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And the, it was the same thing with the Reiki class. It's just new territory. Yeah. And it opened up so many things. People are going to find so many healing tidbits in this, so many seeds planted. Yeah. And I am so excited. Thank you so much for yeah. being on here. I, I can't wait for everyone to hear this. I know. Like when you brought it up, I was kind of like, that'd be so cool. And like, I do have a lot to share, but then I was immediately like, oh man, I don't know if I want to put all of that out okay. there. Like, what are people going to think? <laughs> right? That attachment. I get it. I get it. Well, thank you for tuning in. I hope that you got all of the good things from this. If you like what you heard, please share this on your Instagram or write a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can get out there and get this to people who need to hear this. I love you and I will talk to you soon.